0: the entrepreneur who's pushing to break through the elusive 100K milestone. Wherever you are in your business, you're just 100K away. Today, our featured guest is Tom Nardone. I like to call him Thomas. I like him by his first name. And now he's calling himself Thomas. And we'll talk about that maybe for a minute. But Tom started working for the U.S. Postal Service as a mailman back in the eighties. It didn't take him long to realize that the security entrapment of having quote, a good job is not a lot different from a 30 year jail sentence. You feel trapped, your income is limited. So Tom started buying up houses on his mail routes. And after 25 years of buying and holding and buying and selling, Tom has bought over 250 properties. How cool is this? This is such a great story. Tom co-authored the book, Secrets of the Real Estate Millionaires, and has created and written courses for several real estate information products. Tom has been twice featured on television with two appearances on Good Morning America with Charles Gibson and Joan London, and also CNBC's Power Lunge with Bill Griffith, as well as radio appearances on The Cash Flow Show and real estate-related podcasts. Tom, it is awesome to have you on the show. Welcome to First 100K. Go ahead and fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you? Thanks for having me on the show, Joseph.
1: Uh, When I first met you in Austin a couple months back, uh, yeah, as you mentioned, Thomas is my actual birth name, and, uh, you know, we're both Christian guys here, so you asked me, I remember first off, well, wait a minute, why are you calling yourself Tom? You should be calling yourself Thomas. There's power in that name. You just got to find it in the Bible. So that night, I remember running up to my hotel room and just tearing it open. All right, let's see what Thomas did. And uh, it's every time I, I, I open the word now and come across Thomas, I think of Joseph. So, uh, not the Joseph, but you, Joseph.
0: That's so, an awesome, awesome yeah. story. You know, every now and then, like, someone years ago, someone like um, kind of poked at me and, like, why are you call yourself Joe? Like, there's too many Joes in the world. You're Joseph. Yeah. Like and then I went and I looked in the Bible what does Joseph actually mean well in ancient Hebrew it means God adds God multiplies and I'm like well shoot I want that in my life I want God to add and multiply my life and expand my reach and impact in this world sure. you know what if that's my birthright I better start stepping into my name That's powerful. It is that's- powerful, right? So uh, Startup Nation, you can find Tom Thomas. I'm, um, see, I'm training myself. You can find Thomas at MillionaireMailman.com. That's MillionaireMailman.com. So Thomas, let's get down to business. But before we get down to business, go ahead and share something personal about you that very few people in your business life actually know.
1: Oh, personal about me, I I uh, live here in sunny South Florida, where there's uh, 90 degree heat most of the year round, it seems. And I live very close to the Everglades. And my thing is on the weekends to blow off steam, I just, I, I have an airboat. So I go out in the swamp and uh, I got a 10 foot gator hanging on my wall over there that we, uh, we wound up getting uh, about a year or two ago. And so that's what I like to do. I like to go air boating in the Everglades and go out in the swamp and play around. It's a lot of fun.
0: I did not know that about you. So you're just a yeah. good old Southern boy, aren't you? Uh, yeah, from New Jersey.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it. All right, so let's get down to business. My audience loves context. How much gross revenue approximately did your business do in the past 12 months? Gross
1: revenue, uh in our business really just about
0: $200,000. Awesome, 200,000. Congratulations. Thank you. Cool. And how long did it take you specifically to get to break through the 100k mark, Thomas?
1: The 100k mark in in the nature of my business, uh, well, you mean within the year or you mean in my the evolution of my business?
0: In the evolution of your business, right? So, like, how long did it take? Was it a few months from when you started the business? Was it a few years? How long to hit the hundred k?
1: I would say it was my second year. Your second due- year, got it? Yeah, and that's basically due to the nature of what we do. We're real estate investors, so mm-hmm. you know, one transaction for us has a high uh, gross potential to it.
0: Got it. So, Startup Nation, I love like sharing these things, right? We always want to believe the media, the stuff we see on social media, the get rich quick, the overnight success stories and all those overnight success stories. When you dig down deep, they look like one, two, three, four, five years of overnights hustling, working in order to get that overnight success. So two years for Thomas. That's awesome. Now, Here's why I invited Thomas onto the show, because Thomas stands out from all the other entrepreneurs that I get to speak with on a regular basis. And what I mean by that is that Thomas, he shared early on that he's Christian, right? He's a believer, he's a follower of Christ, and he brings his faith into his business. And I really like to talk about that because I believe it's not an area we can leave out, if you have a faith, whatever your faith is, whatever your denomination, that's fine wherever you are, right? This isn't a show to debate you or like make you wrong or one's right and the other's wrong or anything like that. But it's to really inspire you to stop leaving God and your spiritual life out of your business so that you can stop showing up in your life inauthentically, right? Stop doing it. You're living this duality in your life. You got your personal life and then you got your business life, right? And maybe on Sunday, you nod your head at church with the pastor. Yeah, I believe that. I believe that. I believe that. And then on Monday, you have spiritual amnesia, I call it. And you go Mm -hmm. back into your business and it's cutthroat and you mistreat people and you try to get to the top and survival of the fittest and all that. Mm -hmm and you can't leave God out of your business. So I brought Thomas onto the show because he's going to speak today about following God's highest calling for your life and how that really integrates into your business. So Thomas, coming back to business, how did you make your first 100K? Like specifically, what are the top three tips or strategies that you could share with Startup Nation right now that you use to make your first $100,000?
1: Sure. Well, I, I... I actually started with uh, using my job as an asset. That was probably the biggest thing I had getting started because I was a mailman. And uh, I was a mailman here in Coral Springs, Florida, where I worked from age 19, age 35. And what I would see out on my mail routes was that, uh, you know, there were lots of houses back in the 80s when I was getting started that were going into foreclosure. And I saw this. there was this opportunity around me, and it was just kind of natural for me to get started in real estate because my dad was in real estate. And I know myself as a letter carrier, you know, it's a good government job that pays the bills, but as far as being my highest calling, I knew that God just really had a bigger plan for me. So he helped me merge the two things together. It was like, I'd I'd see rundown vacant houses on my route. So, Hey, I'm the postman. I kind of know where the people move to. I could see it in the postal records. So I tracked those people down and, and, and buy their homes. So, uh, when I say uh, my how I got to my first 100k, it was really more of an equity building process because I started buying and holding houses, and I woke up after 10 years. I realized I had three dozen houses I was renting out, and I was more actual equity rich, which was okay. But I was still still fighting to get ahead from in a cash flow sense because we all know cash flow is the gasoline that keeps your business
0: going so yeah, So I, let me ask you that with 36 properties producing rental income yeah. how mm-hmm. are you not like winning with your cash flow well
1: you know you would have people that would up and leave and uh, you know a tenant leaves and we call that a punch out you got to go in you know you know change the carpeting repaint the walls and do all the things a landlord would do so I, I, I sort of got started backwards in a sense Because I started buying and holding, which is not what people usually do. They start out usually doing more transactional income. So when I say it took me a year to get to my hundred k in income, it wasn't until I quit the post office because I knew I had my nest egg of equity set for me with all the properties. But then I went into more of a buying and selling mode because once I quit my job, I had my daytimes available. I wasn't a slave to punching the time clock. So that's how, you know... I, I got into fixing and flipping houses and that's where we say that we fixed and flipped about 250 houses and, and still do, we, but we don't do 250 at one time. We do two at a time now and watch
0: where the market's going. Got it. So as far as top three tips or strategies to making that first 100K, I really like the first one, which is use your job, your J-O-B, your nine to five as an asset. Yeah. Love that. What would be yeah. tip? Uh, number two,
1: tip number two is is surround yourself with like-minded people, and preferably people that can be capital partners for you in your business. Because if you ever need to borrow money or take on a partner, you want to make sure that that person has financial resources to help the business grow. Should you need that, so uh, I'd say the second biggest asset I del- I, I discovered. Was to find people that had Roth IRAs, self-directed, that would prefer real estate investment as opposed to you know traditional stock market investments or whatever they were investing in or CDs or. or-
0: so let me ask you this: like, how does that actually look like in real life? Right, you meet someone wherever at a networking group or out to lunch or whatever. Like, do you just start interviewing them like on their financial portfolio to discover if they could be a good capital partner down the road? At first, you know, the answer was yes, because
1: yes, I didn't yes. know how to find them. But now that I know where to find them, uh, a lot of the IRA that are, that off, IRA custodians that offer self-directed IRAs, they hold events. They hold cruises. They hold conventions. Uh, all over the country. And if you start following those and just meet people at those events, that's where their account holders who have a lot of money that wanna get it out on the street go to hang out. So they're looking for investments and we're looking for capital. So it's, it's a happy marriage of the two.
0: Got it, that's really interesting. I'm glad I asked that question. So what would be your tip number three?
1: Tip number three would be beware of debt. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, Hey, we, we like to be honest here. And I started out in my young twenties, early thirties and accumulating three dozen rental properties. But what happened 10 years ago with the mortgage meltdown, boy, I'll tell you, I I found myself with a lot of those properties all of a sudden upside down. Mm -hmm. And it didn't matter that I had bought them 20 years earlier in the eighties it was like, you know, I, I paid $50,000 for these houses, they grew up to be $300,000 houses. And then they were all the way back to 50 where we started, like, what's up with that?
0: Mm, that so be I realized,
1: wow, I, if you can stay away from debt, or borrow debt smart, or borrow debt without recourse, uh, and personal liability, you know, it's okay to sign corporately, as, so everybody understands the risk, but just be careful of debt, because it's a double-edged sword. It could come back to bite you.
0: So was that the big, like your big number one mistake that you wish you could have done differently? Like how would you say that mistake in one sentence?
1: I would say if you have equity and you have a certain net worth goal, it's, there is a time to sell something and get that equity liquid into cash and pay off debt. This way you start like a floor or foundation of your, your, your your for your business. Now in my business, this, it almost directly pertains to houses. So I like to say the average person, 10 houses is not a lot of properties, really. Especially if you live in parts of Florida, other parts of the country where you can still buy a nice house for 50, 60,000. It, it exists here in Florida, we're buying them. But if you can get 10 properties free and clear and you can rent them for say, 900 or 1,000 a month, that, that can take you to a nice retirement. Okay, we're not talking about retiring on millions. You might have millions in equity, and that's okay. We've we, we passed the million mark in equity. We're fine there. But it's the monthly cash flow, and 10 simple houses can give you a lifestyle unlike most Americans
0: will ever get to experience. Mm, I like that. Powerful stuff. Powerful. Okay. Awesome. Why do you think, let's go broad for a second. Why do you think that 90% of entrepreneurs are struggling to make their first 100K right now?
1: 90% they just don't know the right thing to do within their niche. So if I had a chance to do it all over again, I would probably say I would not get a job working for Uncle Sam. I would say I would probably go to work for somebody that was already doing what I wanted to do and apprentice under that person and learn the business from them because you're going to see the ins and outs of the you know the back office of how they run things and and sometimes what you see on the front side may not be everything that's really happening on the back side. Somebody may look successful don't look at their car you know, I, I, a lot of the guys I know in real estate that really have a lot of wealth, it's more like the millionaire next door book approach, you know, they're, they're driving. I, hey, I, I drive a 15-year-old F-150 pickup truck. It looks nice, and it was a $50,000 truck when I bought it, but I don't have to drive a Lamborghini. I just need to be practical. So go to work for somebody like that that's not flashing a lot of stuff in the Boca, Tampa area. It's kind of hard not to find
0: those people sometimes, but they're out there. Work awesome. for them. Thanks yeah. for that, Thomas. So, Thomas, let's speak about following God's highest calling for your life. How has that shown up in your life personally? And give us that quick story from from back then to right here, right now.
1: Sure. Well, I, you know, I, I started buying all those properties. I created a nice lifestyle for ourselves, and I enjoy what I do. You know, I, I enjoy doing fix and flips and wholesaling properties, and uh, what that's helped me transition my way into is. Uh, just speaking at a couple local real estate clubs here around the Fort Lauderdale, Miami area, area, and just kind of telling my story, people started to invite me to speak a little further away. And before I knew it, I was getting all these speaking invitations for around the country. So that morphed into me writing some books that talked about what I do. And today I coach and mentor other people how to do the same.
0: Very cool. So where does God play into all this? How did you bring God into your business? I would
1: say I have a certain attraction to people that are more like me. I'm kind of like the not in your face guy, not driving the flashy car. I'm more laid back Southern guy from New Jersey. You know, it's uh, so I would say that people not say that, um, I'm a little more humble, maybe I I try to keep more of a meek approach to things. But I think people that are like more like me and are attracted more to that tend to gravitate their way toward me. And I feel that, you know, we we all relate to people who uh, we are, I guess, similar to in personality. And I've been able to help a lot of people like that.
0: Mm. So would you say you're more like the incognito millionaire, you're kind of keeping it down low, you know, hidden a little bit? I would I would say so. I would say so. We give away a lot for
1: free here. Uh, we we started a meetup group about a year ago. Where I'm actually talking to you guys from my barn in the back of the house, which we've actually scraped all the dirt and horse manure out and turned into our office so this used to be a two stall barn and listen uh,
0: this is my first podcast uh show startup (laughs) nation in the barn in the barn yes you
1: guys you've been invited to the barn you are officially there (laughs) but uh
0: how to make your first 100 K in your barn, That's in your, your, your
1: barn. <laughs> barn. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's no animals were harmed in this process. I love <laughs> it. I
0: love it. All right. So like, I really want to get into it cause you're, you're not actually giving me the answer that I'm looking for. So, your faith is important to you. You, you follow your second strategy or tip, which is surround yourself with like-minded people. So I'm guessing there are also believers and Christian businessmen, just like yourself, those incognito uh, millionaires like yourself. How does your faith, how do you really bring your faith or bring your Sunday into your, your Monday through Friday? What does that actually look like?
1: Well, what it does is I don't, I don't slap a Christian label on things. Because I don't want to scare people away,- mm-hmm. and it's just my style of doing things uh, I think uh you know let what you do and say and and the decisions you make like be your testimony, mm-hmm. but I have had several investor friends that literally got saved just by coming out to hang around me and do a few deals with me and and say. You know, what's, what's that about? Or I'm, I'm struggling with something. What, what, do you rec- what do you recommend? I had one friend, uh, he came out to see a, a house that I was remodeling. He was interested in getting in the business. He was new. He was uh, getting his first deal and came out and we got into a conversation in the guy's house. It was a bank owned property. It was empty, but we wound up ending that house tour with him crying on my shoulder, telling me about the divorce he was going through. And he, the guy was just like broken and ripe, uh, you know, for God at that point. And it's an opportunity to share your faith. And not only with people that I mentor, but... When I'm buying a house from somebody, many times, uh, if not all the time, I'm buying from somebody who either has a strong reason they're selling or a deadline or something bad is happening in their life. Like somebody died, somebody's got cancer, somebody's going through a real hardship and they're in foreclosure and they're, they're really down in the dumps. And, you know, as a Christian, you have to understand that, you know, you don't want to kick people when they're down. And there's been many times that I've gone out and bought groceries for them folks and says, you know, Hey, I, I can't help with your house. It just doesn't make any sense from a business point of view. And, you know, this is kind of a business <laughs> first, right? So you can't make a, a decision that's going to throw the monkey from there back to yours. You know, you just have to say, I'll pass on this one, but what, you know, can I buy us some groceries? Can we go to Publix? And I've done that, you know, seeing a mom, you know, her husband left and, uh, you know, she's there with several kids hungry and crying, you know, you just feel you got to step in and help whatever way you can. I've been in that situation many times. So so aside from even the coaching students that I have, I would say it's an opportunity to bless people when they're really down and out and are
0: losing their home. Startup Nation, what an awesome way and approach to bringing your faith into your business that Thomas has just shared with you. I mean, that really inspires me and encourages me. I hope it does for you as well. Sometimes it's the little things where you can really show your faith, right? I, I, I love the St. Francis quote, right? Preach the gospel at all times and when necessary, use words. Mm-hmm. And, and I really think, Thomas, that's how you're showing up in the world. And I just want to acknowledge you for that because you're letting your actions speak volumes, right? The widows and the orphans, right? The single moms, the kids whose dad walked out on them. And there you are taking them to the grocery store and buying them food, right? Taking care of their basic needs, Mm -hmm. which sometimes opens up an access right there for their spiritual needs. Other times it doesn't. It's literally, you're just meant to to help them in the physical uh, ailments of their life, right? And I really think that's fantastic. That is so fantastic that you bring your faith into your business that way. What a yeah. cool, awesome calling! Anything else that's Thank showing up for you that you want to share with Startup Nation in regards to this? Uh,
1: now that that pretty much pretty much covers it. Um, it's uh, now that that pretty much wraps it.
0: I agree. Okay. I yeah. agree. It you articulated it really simply and very well. It was clear. I don't need we think we need to expand on it. Startup Nation, if you are in a business right now look around your business, realize that that business is a gift and a blessing to you. Yes, you work, yes, you hustle, you put in the hours, you put in the investment, I got it. However, all of that could be taken away from you as easily as it was given to you. Mm -hmm. Are you willing to help those that are a few steps down the ladder from you? Are you willing to reach out your hand and help them in their needs, whether they're physical needs or spiritual needs? Would you, how would you act with a prospective client or partner like Thomas did, right? Where you're standing in a home, the the person unloads their personal problems and starts crying on your shoulder. How would you respond? Would you get all awkward and closed off because this is uh, inappropriate or unprofessional how they're behaving? Or would you lean in with your humanity and really meet them where they're at? Right? And maybe point them to God and say, listen, I don't have the answers to your problems, but I know who does. Sure. Let me tell you about him. Yeah. All right, cool. So let me do a quick recap, Thomas, uh, for Startup Nation. So Startup Nation, Thomas shared his top three tips and strategies that you can use right now in your life, in your business to make your first $100,000. This is what worked for him and it could work for you. Thomas said tip number one, strategy number one, use your job as an asset. So wherever you're pulling your income from right now, use that as an asset to start building and creating the life that you want or start building and creating that second and third and fourth revenue stream for yourself. And then uh, tip number two, Thomas says, surround yourself with like-minded capital partners. Not just like-minded people, but like-minded people who have some money and some assets, some affluence that can really help excel or accelerate the path that you're on. And, uh, you know, look for them with the, the people with the Roth IRAs. He said you could find them at the, some of these cruises and other types of business community networking events that they put on. And that's a great opportunity to find those people. And then finally, top tip number three by Thomas, beware of debt, Do not go in over your head and as fast as you can, turn that debt into liquid capital. That is key, that is key. Thomas's number one mistake, he waited too long to pay off his debt. Are you waiting too long to pay off your debt? Let's go, get out of it. And then Thomas says, why are you struggling? You know, you're struggling because you really don't know like enough about your niche. So go apprentice, be an apprentice, with someone or for someone who you admire and you want to learn from and and be where they they are in their life. Go be an apprentice as fast as you can with that. So Thomas, thanks for that. That was awesome, awesome share, really positive. So this is my favorite part of the show, Thomas. Welcome to the hustle round. This Mm -hmm. is where I am going to ask you, 12 10 actually 10 i'm gonna let you off the hook today i'm gonna ask you 10 quick fire questions you'll have about three seconds to answer each it's just for fun don't overthink it are you ready sir ready boom 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 what's your favorite sound uh southern music (laughs) what's your least favorite sound uh rap got it what are you most afraid of fear of failure What did you spend way too much time doing your first year in business? Overanalyzing. What secret fear do you have about people? That they won't like me. Hmm. What do you wish you had learned sooner in your business? There's financial resources out there for you. What's a new habit that you'd like to form? Pass. (laughs) Pass. <laughs> no, there is no pass on my show. There is show no
1: pass. Now. Okay. Now, oh,
0: what's a new habit you want to form?
1: Is being consistent with internet marketing. Mm, got it. What's a bad habit you want to break? Is multitasking mm. and trying to do too much at one time. Yeah, I get it. Yep. Pick three words to describe who you are now. I am an empowered individual seeking. Uh, I'm sorry, repeat it. Pick three words to describe three. who you are now. Okay.
0: Empowered, guided, and positive. Got it. Pick three words to describe who you were your first year in business. Doubtful, unsure, and lacking direction. Isn't it awesome how quickly we find the three words of the past? Like Because we have retrospect yeah. now, we can look back and go, oh, I was an idiot back then, you know? Yeah. All right, cool. And last question. If you could come back to life after you died, Thomas, and tell your family and friends, look your kids in the eyes, and only share one piece of advice, what would you say to them? Everything's going to be okay.
1: Just follow that little small voice inside and
0: embrace Christ. Mm, Amen to that. So Startup Nation, we've been chatting with Thomas nardone i almost said Gar- cardone because i was just watching grant cardone so, but thomas nardone no relation to grant cardone and you can find thomas at millionaire mailman.com that's millionaire mailman.com thomas any final wisdom what's the one thing you want my my listener to really get to really know about making their first hundred thousand dollars or their next one hundred thousand?
1: well um what I'd like to you to know, and maybe I should have mentioned this earlier, is, is you know, part of that small voice inside is if, you know, if you're someone who's not already an entrepreneur and you're like a blue collar worker like I was, but you're looking at entrepreneurs and listening to Joseph's show to really find your path and where you should go, you know, figure out what's your highest calling. I, there were days I'd sit on my lunch break under a shade tree as a mailman. I go, this is not what I was meant to do. I was meant to do so much more. So, don't don 't snuff out and smother that little voice. listen to that voice and find out what's what your unique ability is and what you like to do
0: and, and follow that and ask God for direction. Love it, powerful, powerful wisdom startup nation. The only way you can hear that little voice that Thomas is describing is for you to get quiet to be still, to sit to Be undistracted. Shut off the phones, the devices, and all the noise and cares of the world. This is why I do what's called the Daily Holy Hour. I do a Facebook Live, and I share this often, right? I do it every morning, 7.30 a.m., seven days a week, and we spend an hour in silence with your creator. If you need that virtual accountability, I offer that free spiritual coaching for you. Go on Facebook, look it up, and do exactly what Thomas is saying. Thomas, what's the best way for Startup Nation to get in touch with you?
1: Well, they can visit my website. It's millionairemailman.com. And if you'd like to grab a hold of a free ebook that I just wrote about how to get started doing what I do, uh, and you're driving, well, don't text and drive, but you can do a simple text opt-in. If you text the word mailman to 31996, it's called a short text code. It's shorter than obviously a full phone number, but you text the word mailman to 31996. It'll send you a, a link to download my free ebook on how to get started in real estate investing and get to your
0: first $10,000 deal. That's awesome. Is yeah. this the ebook I see on your website, Five Ways to Find Houses 30 to 50% Below Market? That's one of them. This might That's be one. a more of a newer version. Got it. Uh, so startup nation, yeah. you got some cool eBooks over here. Go to millionaire If you like Thomas, like I like him, this is a solid dude right here, right? You know, go and check out his content, right? Obviously he's show, showing up in the world. He's making the world a better place just by his his quiet actions, right? Bringing his faith into his business and you can do the same. Be inspired by that. Thomas, thank you for joining me on this show and I wish you God's peace, God's love and God's happiness and your next 100K. Startup Nation, you cannot show up authentically in your business without building faith in your business. If you wanna have that conversation on the faith side of things, go check out my other podcast called Broken Catholic. On that show, I interview all different guests about why the world isn't working right now. Plus, I tackle unspeakable topics that you may secretly struggle with, but won't admit. We gotta get your faith right to get your business right. Go to brokencatholic.com. I'm Joseph Warren, and you were made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day, and I'll see you right back here next week.